BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Corey and Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to BizQuick. What's happening, Julie? Hey, Corey. It feels like forever since we've recorded the show. It has been quite a while since we recorded an episode. Um, Today should be fun. We have Gary Walker. He is one of the owners and founders of Cabo Fish Taco, the restaurant that I'm going to be opening up here in a few months here in in Richmond. And um, the the business that I'm opening up is a franchise. So Mm -hmm. even though it is... We had to get um, creative when we were figuring out how to get this thing open because banks weren't lending anything to anybody. So even though it's connected to Cabo corporate, it's not really the, you know, it's it's interesting the way that we had to to do it. But it's going to be technically a franchise. So um, that's what we want to talk about today with Gary is franchises. We've never actually talked about this. We haven't. We've we've had a couple of guests who've been interested in franchising, but we really haven't gone very far with that conversation. Um, in some ways, um, franchising kind of gets a bad rap, right? Um, in that, you know, it's like the revenue share model, I think. But that's very different. It, it varies from franchise to franchise, right? How people handle it. Um, and... Just, I, I just want to be full disclosure on the podcast. There are some things that we just simply cannot talk about with respect to Cabo Fish Taco and, and the franchising model because it's, I don't know, we'll be violating some sort of rule or law or something. Yeah, and, and Gary can explain more about that. We can talk to him about that just because the people who we've spoken to about franchising want to be franchisee. This time it's going to be, we're going to be talking to the franchisor. So yes. there's a lot, there's a lot of laws that go, like that surround franchising that, I was completely unaware of, and it's to the point where I don't even know what, like, I just, I don't really talk about it because I've signed all of the things that I need to sign, and I've got, you know, I'm allowed to, I can, I can, technically I can say whatever I want, but I'm also, I'm like, I don't know what I'm really allowed to share, so I just don't say anything. Right. It's well, a franchise, and that's it, and that's, that's my personality. That's sort of your role in life. You're yeah. like, I don't say anything, yes. right? You and my brother Mark are the two best secret keepers in the world. Probably for very different reasons, but... (laughs) Okay, we'll get into that in a different episode when we mark back on. Exactly. But, um, Sue, from a franchise perspective, what are some of the benefits? So for any of our listeners who are are thinking about starting a business and they want to start a franchise, they want to, you know, buy into a franchise, what what are some of the benefits of opening a franchise? Well, like you said, it varies from company to company, but... um, Yeah, let's, let's generalize. But... I mean, for the most part, uh, you you're buying a brand. You're already recognized. In theory, you don't have to do any of any of that initial work that most startups have to do, which is building that brand awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, which are, is brutal. Yeah. When you're first coming into the marketplace, so you've already got that. There's already a lot of systems and processes in places, like in place, so that you don't have to worry about building out, figuring out the best way to do X, Y, and Z, because. Um, it's already been determined for you. Uh, depending upon the 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 franchise, there's certain things that you can or you know cannot do. There's a lot of like it, it, things that you 
um, might have flexibility in doing, and then other stuff where they're pretty rigid. So, um, you know, but the the benefit being that you don't have to figure out a lot of the stuff. You get buying power. So uh, depending upon, you know, I'm assuming for most franchises, they're probably selling some sort of product. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get the, you know, that buying power has already been negotiated for you by the, you know, at the corporate level. So you come in and you don't have to worry about negotiating prices with vendors or anything like that because they've already got that, uh, you know, established. That's um, definitely a big benefit. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to, I mean, the, just the knowledge that comes with it. So especially if you're going into an industry that you might not have much experience in, you, you get just years and years and years of knowledge and experience just at your fingertips. So if you have a question about how to do payroll or how to do whatever it is, you, there's somebody you can call and that's part of the agreement usually is they have to give you a X amount of support. What about, um, the how much control do you have over you know being able to make decisions like do you is there a lot of flexibility i guess from a, the brand perspective probably not it would be very consistent with the brand and and but you probably have flexibility in how you market you have flexibility do you have flex you know flexibility and like our job descriptions already written for you um, those types of things are, and I know it varies from franchise it, it to could franchise. Be. The, you know, like some of that stuff could be included. Um, I know in my experience, just researching some franchises, like when I was in college and whatnot, um, the, uh, like when it comes to marketing, for example, that like you control some of your marketing or you pay a percentage of your revenue to corporate and mm-hmm. they, um, do all the marketing for you. Okay. So, you know, for instance, if you wanted to buy like a Starbucks franchise. I um, don't, but if I did. But if you did, um, I know that's the model that they use. So it's 1% of your revenue or whatever you have to pay to Starbucks, but they do all of the marketing for you. Nice. Do you know if I was going to buy a franchise, what I would buy? I know you know the answer to this if you just give it five seconds of thought. I don't know, but this makes for terrible podcasts. What is it? Top Golf. Oh yeah, yeah. You have twenty million. I know it's a crazy investment, right? Yeah, this doesn't make for a terrible podcast. Well, the five seconds of me thinking. Oh, <laughs> listen, people are people have to get comfortable with silence, Corey. Though I feel like that was not bad. But they're paying us to talk, Julie. <laughs> right on. So downfalls of a podcast of sorry. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the downfalls of a podcast, Julie. <laughs> downfalls of a franchise, real quick, because we're just about out of time before we bring in Gary. Um, you lose that control. The so there's some control that you don't you don't have, and for you know some people there's that ego that you have to fight. It's like it's mm-hmm. not it's your business, but it's not your business, you know. And um, obviously royalties, all of the stuff that you have to pay. On top of that, so you know, like, it again that varies from business to business. But you, you know, there's a certain percent percentage of your cash before anything that goes out the door um, to to corporate to you know for their quote unquote services. And again, that's where like some franchises it's good, some franchises it sucks because you're paying them a lot of money and you're not getting any help. So, question for you. So that that's great and um, helpful and really good. Did um, you know negatives? That you really good negatives. That's <laughs> nice job, Julie. Um, a real quick one last question before we wrap. Franchises, who typically has to pay for the real estate? So you think like a McDonald's is a franchise, right? 
Burger King, Starbucks, Orange Theory Fitness. Like there are the like how do how does that work? Like especially like when you're like McDonald's are generally like standalone buildings. That and that again depends on the the business. So for instance, the thing that I really like about the Cabo franchise right now is it's very open to interpretation. There's certain things that we have to do, but mm-hmm. uh, that like as of right now, because it's not the franchise is it consists of one business, one franchise in, in North Carolina. We're going to be the second, so that's going to be the fun part. Is we're going to help, like we'll be able to help define a lot of what happens in you know in the business in general, um, you know. And I'm really pushing for us to be the the leader, you know, kind of leading um, that side of the business in terms of of what they're doing. Um, but it, again, it, it, who owns the, the real estate? It, it depends. Um, I know McDonald's is big on McDonald's owning the real estate because that's a good investment. Sure. Um, McDonald's is really a real estate company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. if you look at like the Chick-fil-A model, you're basically, it's a very low, um, entry point in terms of cash, but you're basically just a Chick-fil-A employee at that point. They pay for everything basically. And you're just working for Chick-fil-A. Um, but you're the quote unquote owner. Interesting. Um, but, um, you know, that, that varies, uh, by and large, it's generally, I mean, like if you're going in, like you, whatever it is, like you have to pay for the space, whether it's rent or buying the building or whatever it is that I, it's, I think it's very rare that the company would buy it and then rent it to you. Okay. All right. That's exactly what I was looking for. Lots of, lots of questions and things to learn on the franchise episode. Very excited. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have Gary Walker on to talk to us about franchising Cabo Fish Taco. We've launched a whole new coaching program aimed at helping small business owners accelerate their revenue. This one-on-one, well, technically two, coaching is built around your schedule and your goals and will help keep you on track to make your business a success. There are no strings attached, no long commitments, and at $600 a month, It's priced perfectly for any small business owner. If you're struggling to find time to grow yourself and your business, or you want to find ways to improve your financial situation, head on over to sbpace.com slash small-business-coaching to sign up. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We've got Gary Walker on of Cabo Fish Taco, and we're going to talk, dive into franchising, and, you know, maybe we can talk about restaurants, because Gary and I can go go on for hours about restaurants, I'm sure, but we'll try and keep it short today. So, what's <laughs> happening, Gary? How's it going? Good to be here. Great. Thanks for being on the show, man. Definitely. All right. <laughs> Off to a great start, so. <laughs> I know you're way more talkative than this, Gary. I know you are. Um, you got you to give me a question. All right. So, so on the front half of the, or the front half, the beginning of the show, we talked about the pros and cons of franchising. Um, and I know that you want to build a Cabo empire and, and franchising is obviously an easy way to do that because you don't have to be. Um, personally involved with each restaurant. Um, so, I mean, can you jump into a little bit more about, you know, why you chose to go the franchising route? Yeah, so we uh, decided to go franchising um, because, you know, restaurants, you have to have the people and you've got to have people that take ownership. It, it's a hard job and, and you know, without, uh, you, you can't necessarily open up a, a ton of restaurants and keep them, to the quality that you kind of want to have unless you have somebody taking ownership uh, and, and being there and working all the time. So our whole idea was, you know, to get out there and, and do it, you know, really small and get some, some good partners rather than franchisees. We get partners that we work with to grow the, you know, the concept and the brand and to open up more and more restaurants. Okay. And I know that uh, just talking with you that it's to franchise your concept, 
it was extremely expensive and extremely, uh, it, it took, a, it was a lot of work. Um, yeah, well, there was a learning curve. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so many franchise laws and regulations and, uh, it's almost like opening up a different kind of business. So, um, I mean, I spent a week with our lawyers, uh, drafting up the franchise disclosure document. And then we also hired a consultant to help us build an operations man, uh, manual and, you know, give us the kind of bones that it takes to set up the, you know, the business of the franchise. Yeah, the business of the franchise is the um, is key, right? That's foundational to being able to quickly reproduce it and spin up franchises as additional locations are um, identified and people are buying into um, starting a franchise. I have a question around branding, if I may. I am curious. So right now, one of the distinct advantages that Corey has with opening Cabo Fish Taco here in Richmond is that a lot of people in this area went to school at Tech, so they're very familiar with the Cabo brand. And so there's already excitement, people look really looking forward to the restaurant coming in and sort of you've, you've got this raving following of people that love Cabo. When you get into areas, and maybe you've already experienced this in North Carolina, North Carolina, I don't know because I'm not really familiar with like the reach of Cabo as it exists today, but what sort of... Um, what do you anticipate as being um, any additional work or things that you're going to have to do on the branding side to really m make people aware of what the franchise is when you get into a location that people just aren't familiar with, with, with Cabo Fish Taco? It's a good question because, you know, half of Cabo Fish Taco is kind of a culture. It's, you know, food's good. You know, we have this huge following, like you said, um, but it's a, you know, there's a lot of uh, brand-specific things. There's, you know, it's a different style concept that's not, you know, done by 100 different people. So, you know, we've got all of our trademark things, and there's things that we can pass. But, you know, we, you know, we're also still a mom and paw at heart. You know, we want our franchisees to bring a little of themselves as well while maintaining, you know, that feeling and that, you know, obviously the food's going to be the same, but uh, the, the feeling of the concept and in the setup and um you know we've been doing this for 20 years and we've got some systems that work um <clears throat> you know we have actually experienced uh problems spreading that branding in roanoke um the roanoke restaurant you know we opened up we had a ton of you know regular um customers from roanoke that came down and drove down to blacksburg but you know getting the word out in such a sprawled out city where you know, people don't go downtown or do whatever. It, it, it's hard. And, and uh, yeah, so it, that's the first first restaurant that we actually had to really focus on marketing. And, uh, you know, we, we've really not had to do any marketing, Charlotte or, or Blacksburg, which has been been nice. Yeah, um, that's very nice. You probably yeah, don't have to do much here either. Well, but, right. but that's yeah. the thing, and I've said this before, and it's, it's going to be a challenge on our end, um, is that – People have such they like they've got this picture of what Cabo is in their head, and it's probably five to ten years old, and there was probably alcohol involved, and they were much younger, and all of that. So when they come to Cabo Richmond, we have to like hit that expectation and go beyond it, sure. because otherwise they'll be like, oh, this is just a crappy franchise, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. that rem right. that reminds me of a few years back. Um, we were on a family vacation in California, 
And when I, growing up, I went to Disneyland every year for probably like, you know, 10 years of my life from like time I was like five till I was like 15. And I hadn't been there since. And we went back and we took my little niece and nephew to Disneyland. And me and my sister were like, this place sucks. Like what? <laughs> why? Like it, right. No expectations were, were met on our part, but it mostly was because there were so many people there. And well, you know, being around a lot of people is not always that fun, but it's, that's so true of people have this memory and they want to come back to that and they want to feel that feeling again. And so you've got to do all of these things to make sure that those feelings can be invoked. And that's on the branding side. That's really important. Yeah. And one of the things that, well, I mean, you know, not, it, it definitely helps that I've known Gary for over 15 years and we've been friends for, you know, for that time and all of that. But the, um, you know, the, the nice thing is that there's a lot of flexibility and Gary, um, he doesn't want to run this business. And so he's letting me make a lot of decisions, which is fine because it's, you know, my restaurant, but he's also, he's like, well, I wouldn't do it that way. And, you know, like knowing that I'm probably going to fail and, you know, and then I'm going to like fail at whatever that thing is and learn the hard way that I probably should have listened to Gary. But that's also how I learn. Like we're going through design now and there's this blue that's on a certain part of, you know, the ceiling or the wall. And he's like, you're going to hate that. Trust me. And I'm like, well, <laughs> he won't hate it because he won't be able to identify it, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's funny because it's and this is, I think, something that's probably going to hit most people. You know, you've got an entrepreneur and um, you've got guys that can come up with their own ideas and, you know, make them successful and, you know, put it from an idea to brick and mortar. And then you've got some people that just, you know, are good at business and want to run something that's been proven a concept, you know, and, and, and dive in and, and, you know, get to work. You got the kind of in between, which is kind of where we like, we like the, the, you know, like Corey's got a lot of his own ideas. And here's the thing though, is when we started 20 years ago, I learned every single thing the hard way and it was <laughs> roadblock after roadblock. I mean, we would be huge. If I knew if I could go back now and open up start this concept today with what I know now, we would be huge really quick, um, especially in my 29-year-old body. <laughs> so, um, the, you know, but now I want to pass those, you know, I, I dealt with every issue. I, you know, I, I noticed the little things and, you know, and a lot of people don't want to take that advice because they've got their own ideas. And I'm like, well, you know, you're the reason you're franchising is because you wanted a proven concept and no one knows that concept better than me. So, you know, you gotta gotta listen to me at least. You know, I I'm I'm open for anything that'll make the, the concept better, you know. So and, and and it it has our franchisees in Valentine have brought a lot, you know, to our to our operations and and the concept. How do you see that that scaling over time, right? The the sort of the wisdom and the and the experience and the knowledge that you impart on people who are on new franchisees. It's the franchisees, right? Like, how do you, how do you see that scaling? Uh, if you, you know, if things like really start to take off and you've got, you know, just an abundance of them opening, is that something, is that knowledge that you can impart on people via, you know, some other mechanism, or do you think you'll always be really hands-on involved in that? Um, well, the whole idea of this is to become hands-off. So is to, you know, to train a team. That's all, that is all they do is, you know, and, of course, I'll, I'll have my hands on it, but, uh, you know, through standardization and, and you know, uh, the operations manual, you know, getting that pretty tight, um, you know, and, be, and getting it to be where it's dynamic and it can change, you know, with these 
you know, we're, we're going to have a lot of good partners coming in doing franchises and they're going to bring a lot to the table. So, you know, if we roll with the same ops manual and just keep doing the same thing and not learning from our additional franchisees, then we're not doing our job right. So it's going to take a long time to create a team that, you know, can grow and evolve with all of our, you know, partners that are coming in. And that's uh, one of the things that, especially with Cabo, well, one, you know, I love the brand, uh, but the, it, you know, with working with you as the franchisors that y- you want to, you, you want help in the sense that like the franchisees to uh, give you ideas and, and like, hey, I figured out a new, better way to do X, Y, or Z. And, and you know, and then you analyze that and then push it out to all the other stores if it makes sense. Um, and that's the thing that I like because I want to build a company. You know, I don't want just one Cabo. I want 10 and Matt is on the same page as me. So, you know, we want to be able to like, uh, I would love to be the one driving like the decision-making, especially when it comes to franchise to be like, all right, we figured this out, this worked, this didn't work, et cetera. Um, so that it can be repeated. And I want to be, uh, like head franchiser, head <laughs> franchisee. <laughs> I want you to too, Corey. <laughs> um, no, and that's a good point. Um, you know, it, it's, um, it's just kind of hard to, um, you know, the, the bigger the system, you know, the more benefits you're going to have, the more partners you have, more input, um, you know, the better purchasing power, all those things. And I think we're getting in early like this. The benefit is having the actual people that started Cabo, you know, hands on. They're going to be there with your opening. Now, 20 restaurants from now, I might not be there for every opening, you know, or I might not be available to somebody at 10 o'clock at night on a Tuesday. Corey. <laughs> hey, that, that's, you, you send me those. It's usually hey, me, yeah. yeah. Hey, can you talk tonight at 10? Yes, Gary, I can. <laughs> well, you meet all day. You've got meetings all day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so, you know, that the, it, as it grows, the benefits of franchising is going to, are, are going to change with the system. But, you know, right now it's, it's the benefit is having, you know, us open you a restaurant, you know, they, they, the actual you know, founders of the concept. So, yeah. And the fact that, I mean, you know, I, I helped open number two um, yep. and Matt ha- had a big part in, you know, kind of the, the design, like the way the menu is today and the kind of design of the kitchen, like he was involved in, in all of that when um, that was going on after I had already left Cabo. So I, I think for us, it's going to be beneficial because we're already familiar with the brand, familiar with, you know, the business and obviously, um, you know, being, uh, friends and business partners with you is going to be helpful because, uh, you know, again, that's it, like, I don't expect you to do any of the work, but it's definitely gonna be like, Hey, Gary, it's 10 o'clock at night. I need, I need to talk real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's, that really is what the franchise, you franchise or that's their role. And, you know, is, is consulting and, you know, and bringing not only trademarking this, you know, this, brand and you know in these systems it's it's also helping you navigate around you know things that you may not you know you haven't encountered before i mean so it's and so let's let's go back to the you know how you said if you were uh, 20 years ago you can go back in time and, and redo it all again and that's uh, you know a lot of thing you know something that a lot of people think of oh if i can just go redo it all again. But for, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners, they, they're small business owners or they want to be, and they want to grow and build a business and all of that. Um, what, what would be those things that you would change? Like that you would do better so that you weren't, you know, uh, struggling, you know, not struggling, but like dealing with the, the problems that you're dealing with today. 
Oh man, I don't, even, I don't even know where to begin. That's a really broad question. But operationally, I think we have streamlined a lot of stuff. And, you know, I mean, if you ask anyone, you know, the first, you know, within the first three years, we were a really busy restaurant in, in Charlotte. And we had a pretty good reputation. I mean, we didn't make money for the longest time. I mean, <laughs> you know, we always were surviving. Everyone thought we were making a ton of money because we were busy and we, you know, had a good reputation. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of things that you learn, um, you know, over, by doing it, you know, and realizing, you know, hey, we should do it this way. Hey, we should maybe add some to the kitchen and turntables faster than than we, we, you know, maybe lose, you know, the biggest lesson I've ever had, we lost three tables by doing a huge renovation, spent a quarter of a million dollars and lost tables. It, it sounded crazy, but our table turns went up 30%, which drove our sales almost 30% higher with what, less tables. What's interesting is the, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about the, what you said around, you know, that first three years where you're super busy, everyone thinks you're making money. And you're, you know, hoping every time payroll rolls around that you've got, now not your words, but I know that's how it was at SB Pace, like the first 12 months, right? You're hoping that you can make (laughs) payroll, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, we still celebrate when we get to that time of the month where we know that we've made enough revenue to cover all of our expenses for, you know, X period looking forward. We're like, yes, we did it. But there's a little bit of a, there's an advantage and a disadvantage to people thinking that you're doing better than you are, right? You don't get, yes, definitely. I, and I think, you know, for, I think the the advantage is that people look at your business and they start to emulate or model some of the things that you're doing and ask you how you did it, right? But like, what did you, what do you see as the disadvantages of people thinking that you're doing better than you actually are? Well, and you know, the, the, it's kind of goes all back to operations when you, you know, when you're really busy and you're, you know, we're having to cram these people into the restaurant to to make payroll and to make rent and to cover expenses. And, you know, with, with some people, yeah, that might irritate them if they're having to wait an hour and a half for a table. And, you know, they say, you know, and and that's what happened. You were turning tables less, we had less space. Um, Yeah. So we started to become, you know, there was, you know, weekends we were running three hour waits and nobody really wants that. So they just stopped coming, (laughs) you know? So, you know, we had to figure out ways to, you know, cut that. And, you know, we, every, you know, every table we were able to add would cut this much off of a weight. If we did this change in operation, that would cut a little bit of the weight. And, you know, we were able to get it down to, you know, to a controllable, you know, amount. And because you can be too busy. (laughs) I mean, yeah. You can. So those quarter of a million renovations that you made, quarter of a million dollars in renovations that you made where you lost the three tables but improved your turn time, is that because you changed the flow of the restaurant? No. Well, we did change the flow of the restaurant, but we also changed, we increased the size of the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That was, that was after I left. Cause I remember back when, when I was there, Gary's like, Oh yeah, we're going to put another table on the patio. I'm like, I've already got ghost watch, which was our, our shift where kitchen would come in at 2am when the bar was closing and work until 8am. <laughs> like we were, we were running the kitchen 24 hours a day. Cause we had not, we didn't have enough room to prep. So we had to have like this third shift where people would come in and prep and it was ghost watch because the building was haunted, supposedly. <laughs> you don't believe in ghosts. I don't, but people people thought it was haunted. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny point. Like back in the day, we would 
sneak a table in <laughs> and not tell the kitchen and yeah and watch our ticket times and watch those things but you know you you could uh, if, you, if we told somebody we were adding two tables and it was a kitchen guy on a friday or saturday night you know that's going to back them up they're going to you know be freaked out but then we just do it and they would be fine yeah sometimes interesting <laughs> so is that part of the um I'm assuming that that's sort of the the layout of the restaurant when they're doing the build out. That's part of the expertise that you bring to the table is you're going to want to think really hard about these types of things. Or do you just have straight up recommendations on how big the kitchen area versus the dining area has to be versus the bar area? No, that is something we, you know, with the layout, I mean, and you can ask Corey, we, I mean, back and forth trying to push, you know, room and there's a lot of things you don't think of. Um, you know, and even the last restaurant I designed, there was some things that I missed and then ended up costing me a ton more money or losing space and restaurants, a game of inches, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, what you can fit here. And, you know, and at the same point, you, you got to give people a comfortable place to work too. And, and, you know, we, we do have a lot of, a lot of people back in the kitchen. Yeah. And, and that's, see that. I mean, the, the amount of time that you and I and Matt, have spent just looking at the same design over and over and over again. It's like, well, we could put this here or we'll just put it there. Well, let's move it back. I spent an hour on it this morning. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, and I mean, I spent, it was probably four hours on Friday going through the equipment list and redrawing the designs because there's a lot of things you don't think about. And then you hand it off to somebody who's never built out a restaurant before, let's say, and they're going to do it because they're like, oh, this is all commercial spaces. They're like, no, we actually, this needs to be 33 and a half inches because that half inch matters, you know? Right. Um, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But we need to, uh, start wrapping it up here, Gary. We are uh, getting out of time, but before we go, can you tell everybody how they can connect with you? Uh, yeah, we, uh, go to our website. It's cabofishtaco.com and you can, uh, choose the locations. We have two locations in Virginia, Blacksburg and Roanoke, uh, two locations in Charlotte and Valentine, Charlotte, and then North Davidson or Noda in Charlotte. Um, or if you're in the New River Valley and want the food truck, we've got a food truck as well. You know, little known fact, I've actually been to the Ballantine location. Nice. I was, <laughs> How are they doing? Uh, well, this was a while. This was probably, what, 2019. I don't know yeah. Why you're looking at me. Yeah, I don't know why I'm looking at you either. Like, you keep my schedule. <laughs> That's crazy. But uh, they were, it was delicious. I will say that. Um, so before we, um, jump into all of our, um, you know, exit outro info, is there anything Gary that we can do for you? Uh, no. No. All right. Easy. (laughs) Easy enough. (laughs) So thanks so much for joining us, Gary. This was a great conversation and I think we probably could have went on for a lot longer. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in. As always, we appreciate you. And everything about Cabo Fish Taco is in our show notes. I think we should just put it permanently in there. We talk about it so often. It should just be, <laughs> yes. check out Cabo Fish Taco. Um, if you want to work, down. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to work with us, connect with us, um, talk to us, whatever. You can find us on social media. We're on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and everything that you would ever need to know about us and more is located on our website, sbpace.com. Yeah. And listen, why don't you download and rate our podcast? We would love it if you subscribe. And if you feel like giving us a written review, we will take that as well. We really love feedback. So anything we can do to make the podcast better, we're going to do it. Except that one thing. We're not doing that one thing, Corey. And you can reach out to us about any topics that you're interested in hearing about, and you can do that on our website. 
And don't forget to purchase our book. It is called Seriously Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. It's a number one Amazon bestseller. There's a digital workbook download. Workbook download. Did I say that right? I don't matter. think so, but Whatever. let's go with yeah. it. <laughs> um, and if you already purchased it, don't forget to rate and review it. You can find the link on our website. Absolutely. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.